0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in A Book Podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So last episode, I was with my mom and sister. I hope you really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed it. And I'm so sad we have to wait for so long for the next book to come out. And speaking of series, we're going to be talking about a book in a series today, that's the greatest like lead up to it. And yes, this is on a Wednesday night and it's going to be a late episode. My best friend surprised me over the weekend so I didn't have enough time to really like read. And also this book that we're gonna be talking about, it is so long. It is the longest book that I've read in a long, 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 long time. Like really long, like over 700 pages long. And usually the books that we talk about are like, mm, Three to 400 pages, if that. And so to me, it's a quick read. But this one, y'all, this book came out on the 8th. And I read a little bit over the weekend when I had time. But like, it took me all week. And that's why I had to push the episode because I was not even close to being done. And so I had some late nights reading this book and trying to get it ready for this episode. So we are going to be talking about Charm which is book five of the Crave series. And I went through all of the books, one through four of the Crave series, back in episode 15 through 18, which we did this in March, I believe. And so this is the fifth book that we kind of like knew was coming because we could see it on Amazon, but there was no synopsis of it at all. Like in on Amazon, these books basically don't tell you anything that's gonna happen. And so we really didn't know what, could happen in, in this like we we like theorized I guess you could say and and thought like oh maybe this will happen maybe this like it'll be about this but yeah we didn't know until it was actually released which it was released on November 8th and I guess I was just looking at my numbers and the fourth book it was 939 pages so I guess it wasn't as long as that book but it was still up there and it it took a long time. It was very entertaining. like it kept my attention the whole time, but it it was very long. And of course, I recommend it to my mom and sister. I know that my sister, I think she just barely finished the fourth one or she read it a while ago. I can't remember. Um, but she's really excited about this. And then I have a couple of friends as well that are about to read it, which I'm really excited because I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. The spice level, I mean, it's about a two again, like nothing detailed. It's just so much sexual tension. And oh my gosh, you guys, this book is a favorite. I loved it. I mean, I love all the other books. I really do. This whole series just has my heart. And I know I said it in like the very last book, uh, like the fourth book, I was like, I'm going to miss this world and these characters. And it was so nice to be able to jump back in again. And the only characters that are occurring in this one, like reoccurring, is like Hudson and Grace. And there's like mentions of like, are, like Jackson and like her cousin and everything like that because technically this book can go between book one and book two, but I don't recommend reading it in that pattern because it just kind of reveals a lot of things. I would read it right after book four because then you'll get everything and then this book five. And I say that because this book is about when her and Hudson were in her mind for four months. And that's, that's where this whole story takes place. And as I was reading it, I was like, how is this book so long? Like, what are they going to be doing in her mind? And I'm going to be telling you all about it because it just went to a place that I had no idea and no like I, I just had no guesses and there's some things like I'm pretty sure I need to read the fourth book again like I reread my notes but it didn't tell me a lot like a lot of details um, of what I needed to know um, but after reading this book yeah I definitely want to read the fourth one because there it ends with a couple of things that I'm like hmm I feel like I should remember this like it's hinting at things but I don't remember if that makes sense. So yeah, I, I highly recommend reading this book right after the fourth one so that you don't forget like any of the details. And there's going to be another book. There's going to be a book six, which this does lead up to another book. Like you kind of know what it's going to be about, thankfully. So yeah, in this book, we are going to be in her mind for four months and really learning about what happened is is very, very wild. Just how it all comes together, how it circles around, just so good. The storytelling, the world building even more is just so, so good. As we know, in the the end of the first book, um, Hudson looks like he's about to attack her and Jackson and sh- so she stands in front of Jackson and they wake up her and Hudson they wake up um, in her mind basically and it's in his lair we find out at this point she does think that she's still human because remember she's a gargoyle but she doesn't know that yet um, she thinks she's still human and so she thinks that Hudson is doing this that Um, He has taken her somewhere and that he's controlling this like subconscious scene and plus they're in his lair and he's like no 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 vampires can't do this and everything kind of points to her being in charge because there's like cherry pop tarts her mind is able to conjure things that she needs basically and he doesn't he doesn't eat things he drinks blood so there's a lot of different things that they talk about, situations that happen that's like no this is definitely Grace's mind. When they first appear there, of course she kind of freaks out and she like opens the door to the lair and it's just like pure darkness and she like starts running, but then this dragon appears and like wants to kill her and Hudson protects her and they get them back into the lair to basically hunker down. And while they're there, he can also um, hear her thoughts because, like, he's in her subconscious. And that's what happens in the second book is that he's still in her subconscious and he can hear her thoughts, um, but she just is back in her physical body. But they do question, like, if this is his lair, how did she know to bring them there Um, because she'd never been there before? and uh, if you have read all the books like you'll know this or i mean at this point i hope you have read the books and or at least listen to them um so if this is like the first time that you're reading or listening about this series there's you're not really going to understand and there's a lot of like spoilers um so i guess keep listening or Or go back to like episode 15 and and listen to all the books. But she doesn't really answer that question about why they're in his lair if she's never been there before. Um, But I honestly think it's because they have like that mate bond and they went somewhere where he feels safe. But yeah, again, it's not answered. And so you just kind of assume. And um, he is able to pop in her mind and occasionally, like as the time goes on, he pops in to see like those strings, um, remember she she has these like strings and like her bonds and everything. Um, so he goes to look at her bond with Jackson uh, and sees like all of these strings. And so he gets kind of curious. And so the first one is a black string with like a strange green ribbon running through it. And he's pretty convinced that it's her mating bond to Jackson. And it doesn't look nearly as bright as the other strings. Like it almost looks translucent. With, translucent which it definitely shouldn't be. And then there's a second string. It's green in the middle, um, and it or it's green, and it's in the middle of all the other strings, and it, it twinkles as he, like, approaches in her mind. Um, but he honestly, he doesn't know what the string is connected to, but something tells him to not mess with it now or, like, ever. And I went back to read in my notes of the fourth book and remembered that the green string is the god of chaos. Remember? Like, um she's the granddaughter of the god of chaos and so like she's basically a demigod and that is the string that she can like freeze time and all that so yeah he's like mm, yeah not going to touch that and then there's another string um that he can't look away from and at this point he doesn't know that he's her mate and she doesn't know that he's her mate but this string is really bright like electric blue and it's thin and but it's definitely there uh, and it's glowing ever so slightly and somehow before he even like reaches to touch it he knows that it's connected to him as the weeks go by like eight weeks go by basically he starts to visit her memories with her like they can go to her memories and he keeps checking on that string and it gets brighter and bigger and and more connected and so he he knows that it has to be about him And during these eight weeks, like they're pranking each other, they're getting on each other's nerves, like they are just at each other's throat because they're in this like layer, they can't leave, They like they haven't figured out how to leave, like they just don't know what to do, like she hasn't figured it out, he doesn't know what to do. And yeah, so they're just getting on each other's nerves, but there's like a lot of sexual tension. I just, I really, I loved it. At that point, around the eight week mark is uh, when he goes to check on their bonds again, like the bond with Jackson and it's gone. Like she doesn't have the bond, like the mate bond with Jackson anymore anymore. And he was like, that feels wrong. Like, why It shouldn't be gone. I didn't realize that it was only a little bit over a week that she had been bonded to him before she went into this, like, stasis, basically. And she had only known Jackson for two weeks and she, like, loved him, and it was, I didn't realize it was such a quick timeline that the first book happened, so she knows, because she asked him, like, hey, can you go check on the bonds, because she doesn't know how to, like, look at them yet, and he comes back out, and she's like, oh, how is everything going, how is the bond with Jackson, and he, he tells her straight up, like, it's gone, and she kind of freaks out, she's like, that means that he's dead, or I am, and so at that point, she just freaks out. On one of the shelves in the lair, there are actually these journals, and they're Hudson's journals, and so she secretly reads them, um, and then he, like, finds out, and they have this fight or whatever. Um, So she's reading all of his journals, and a while later, like, I don't even know if it was a couple days, a couple months. This timeline is very, like, it. Does, it you don't really talk about it because, like, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, three months have passed by. Oh, a year has passed by. And it's like, wait, what? Like, okay. So at one point the dragon does come back and it uh, goes through the roof and it's coming after them. And so they start running in the dark. Like, they just hold hands and start running in the dark. And so they are able to lose the dragon and um, they then see that there's a horizon that the sun is rising. and they're like, "What? Where are we?" And everything that they see that they come upon, it sounds like they just come upon this like desert, basically. Everything's purple. They keep walking and everything, and they happen to upon this farm. Nothing feels the same in their lair. Like they know that they're not in her subconscious anymore. Like, it just feels different. And it's been more than a year since going into her mind, like they've been able to keep track. And um, they come to this farm, and they they meet this family, and they teach them more about where they are. And they are in Noramar, which is in the Shadow Realm, and these people are called Wraiths. Hudson doesn't have his powers anymore. They learn that the sun doesn't set except for every three months for three days and they hear about this town that takes in like other species uh people from other worlds and the mayor is some type of human and so he helped he helped build this sanctuary uh from the queen from like the shadow queen because people want to go and escape this family helps them and the queen hears about them but tries to like come to the farm and get them but they're able to escape like her and hudson so they make it to the town borders and they find out that they can't get into the town without an invite. And they find these like troubadours or traveling singers. And they say like, hey, the only way that you can get into the town is if you come with us and act like you're part of the band so that um, like you can get in and, and we need to show that we have these other two players or these other two singers. So just come with us, like just come with us. And they're like, okay, that's, that's cool. And they then they become friends with them, which is good. And so once they get in, they do this like festival and uh, the mayor is very interested in them. So they talk to the mayor some more, kind of get to know him. He's very eccentric, like basically in the 70s. He's wearing bell bottoms. He's just very, very strange And they tell him kind of their story, like, hey, a dragon followed us here. He's like, no, 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 there hasn't been dragons in over a thousand years. Like, I'm sure you're safe. He gets them a job, and they start working, and they start becoming more of the community. And they see in the middle of this town that there's this statue of this woman, and she is like, has this stance against this big dragon and and so yeah they live at this end they live their life like they don't really know what they're going to do because they've been told that they can't get back through the time there isn't really very much um like spice or anything like they haven't really touched at all and in my mind i'm like holy crap if this guy is so hot like how can you resist him like he, You can tell that he has feelings for you, but also he's kind of like staying away from you. And yeah, there's like this big old tension and, and it's, ugh, I just love it. And then they have their first Starfall festival and the dragon actually shows up. And this is when she first turns to a gargoyle and she is able to kill one of the dragons, but there's also another one that appears and um, it is able to fly away Um injured and the dragon that was killed it has this like the sparkle that goes out and like the dragon heart or whatever and the mayor actually absorbs the magic and he invites them to brunch the next day and they're like uh okay so they go and they find out he's a time wizard or he calls himself a time wizard and these dragons are time dragons and they are created when someone tears through the barrier between realms and the god of time creates them And so they start talking some more and thinking and they realize that the statue in the middle of the town is like turned to stone like that is a time dragon and that is a gargoyle. They're like, oh my gosh, like, Grace isn't the only gargoyle, and they're, why are they stone? Like, they just start wondering. As she's looking up at these statues, she is thinking more about gargoyles, and that's when she discovers her strings. Like, she just gets this feeling and starts to, like, really think about, like, internalize things, and that's when she first discovers it. They also have been planning, and they know that the next starfall is when the the dragon will appear again. Because the dragons can only come when it's dark. And so they've been preparing, they've been getting everything ready, they've been training. And once it becomes like more evening, when like the starfall comes again, uh, the dragon appears. They are able to kill it. Uh, It's very, very, very difficult, and they get injured. And um, a couple people, like, get I think a person dies, I want to say. But yeah, they kill it, and then the mayor again absorbs the dragon essence, I guess you could say. And he's starting to be really, really suspicious, which they were suspicious of him like the whole time but they are very suspicious. And he was like, I have waited a thousand years for this moment. And they're like, wait, what are you evil? Like what's happening? Um, and he's like, and he thanks them. And they're like, what? He's like, why, why for giving me the power to go home and rewrite history, of course. And then he snaps his finger and everyone around them freezes except for her. Um, and he's like, hmm, that's really, really interesting. And so he's able to unfreeze everyone. And they're like, uh, what's happening? He's like, I've been waiting for you for a long time. And he's like, not you specifically, but I've been providing sanctuary and collecting other worlders in a dairy for centuries, waiting for a big enough rift in space time and the time dragon that comes with it. So we learn, we learn that his daughter died in his realm. And um, somehow he got to this realm And his time dragon, like, he was able to get a gargoyle to come through with him, I think. No, actually, his time dragon died, I believe. But he brought in the gargoyle, and her time dragon is the one that is frozen with her. And so I guess he needs, like, two dragon essences to be able to go home and have, like, the power to do that. And, like, to bring his daughter back. Um, so he wants to rewrite the timelines um, so that his daughter comes back. And um, But if he gets through and changes the timeline, then Grace and Hudson might not exist. And it will reset the curse on Noramar. Which the curse um, is from the Shadow Queen. She tried to overthrow a god at one point to save her sister. And the god cursed them. Half of the town wants him to go through and to break the curse so that they can go back to their realms. But then the other part, they're like, no, we've been here for thousands of years. Like our ancestors have been here. Like the, this is our home. Like we want to stay. So the other half doesn't want him to go through. Grace realizes through a little bit of like history and like the library that she can talk to all of the gargoyles. Um, or at least the one that's in the statue. And so she goes to the statue and is able to go into the mind of the gargoyle. And the gargoyle is like, oh, finally, like, I've been waiting for you. Uh, And so they talk about the situation, talk about their plan. Um, They're not able to save the gargoyle because in the statue, she's basically getting burnt by dragon fire already. And so once they come back to life, um, she would die anyway. So they... They come up with this plan that she will unfreeze them or like unstone them. And they are going to have to kill the dragon so that the essence goes into the mayor to basically overload him with power so that he explodes. And so before Grace goes out of like the gargoyle's mind, the gargoyle says, you will make a great leader one day, my queen. And this is when she finds out like, she's the gargoyle queen she's very confused um it doesn't come up again um but it's still in the back of her mind to ask hudson about so they unfreeze everything goes not according to plan like usual it's a very very hard battle a couple people die um but they are able to kill the dragon finally and um so the essence goes up and into the mayor and it explodes like he explodes but that essence is up in the air like it has no place to go and so it was coming back down and Hudson was like I know that Grace is going to try and do this to try and like be the martyr basically and he knew I don't even I don't know if he's done a lot of history I feel like it said that he did or a lot of research um but he actually absorbs the magic And then it takes them back to her subconscious. And um, he's learned a little bit about shadow magic through his research. And then he also learned a little bit about it when he was really young from his tutor. And so, yeah, it takes them back to their subconscious. And they realize that they were in Noramar for over a year. But it took them back to only being gone from like the real world for only four months So that's what we learn like in the second book is that she and him were only gone for four months, but we really know it was like a couple years that they were gone. They were in Normar for a year. They were in her subconscious for a year. I want to say like it was a long time that they were together. And at this point, they're so in love and they know that they're mates and it's just so cute and so precious. And that's what makes it even more heartbreaking when they do finally wake up. And she doesn't remember anything like, oh, it's so heartbreaking. And so um, at that point, like they're still in the subconscious and he's like, we can stay here. Like, please, can we just stay here together? I want to be here with you like we can figure it out. And she's like, no, we have to go back like our life. My life is there and and you'll be there hopefully. And and he actually shows her how to bring him back to life, like in the body and I think in the second book or third book, when he does get his body, I believe he tells her like, yeah, when we were together, like you were more than happy to bring me back. And, and she's like, absolutely not. Like she couldn't understand why her, she would never think that. But we don't learn very much about like when they were gone during this time in those books. And so everything just kind of makes sense now. And so she's like, how do we get back? And he said, you just have to believe in me. And she said, I do. I always will. And then it takes them back. Then it jumps back to the end of the fourth book. So there's like that excerpt of the fourth book in this book. And it says, like, I remember everything I remember. And they talk about that when they came back to the real world, uh, the magic tore their bond apart from like the blood letters, ancient magic. And it disrupted the shadow magic because she, remember she created this like fake bond between Grace and Jackson. So that kind of overtook everything. And so um, even though technically her and Hudson were not really bonded, he still loved her because he remembered everything. And I'm surprised he didn't like tell her more about what happened or like let on, like he is just such a great person person. Like, I just love him so much. Um, But yeah, he's like, I still loved you. Like, I knew eventually you would come around probably. Going back when they were on the farm, there was, like, one of the... A little girl that was part of the family, and she could talk to these, like, shadow, um, like, wraiths. Like, little animals, basically. And one of them um, became obsessed with Hudson. And they, like, they took her with them. They called her uh, Smokey. Uh, Just this cute little wraith. Have you ever... If you've ever seen, like, Treasure Planet, like, the animation... I always think of that, like, little blob. That's what I think of as Smokey. Um, So she's, like, basically their companion. But in the last battle, she, like, sacrifices herself for Hudson. And so she dies. Uh, And so at the very end of this book, they say, like, let's go find Smokey. I read the end of the fourth book um, just to remember. And after they had, like, saved everyone, they had moved to San Diego for her to go to school, That's when Eden shows up. She's the dragon. I want to say, yes, the dragon. Uh, She shows up telling them that they found the Shadow Queen and they need her to help heal Makai, which from what I remember, I think Makai was like poisoned when they went uh, to try and find like the Tears of the God in Florida. Remember that? I think that's what it was, uh, that he was poisoned or he was poisoned at some time. And so they need to find the shadow queen, but I don't remember very many details about that in the fourth book, but it kind of all comes together because they actually do meet the shadow queen in the shadow realm. Like she is there at the last battle. Like they're trying to like keep her out of the town while also fighting this dragon. And so it just kind of goes in this like full circle that they are going to try and go back to the shadow realm, which is exciting because, like, they need to go and heal Makai. But, yeah, it just kind of goes full circle. And she remembers everything, and that makes me really happy. And, yeah, it's it's really exciting to know that, like, they're going back to that realm. So, yeah, anyways, that is the fifth book of the Crave series. I really hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. It 700 pages worth? Sure. It's just really, really long. And there's a lot of details that I didn't talk about. Um, but I mean, this is basically the summary, and you understand, hopefully, like the progression of the story now and like the characters. And there are so many more characters that you meet during this that you love. And it's just so good, like their love story, because, like, you find their, like, you read their love story in the fourth book, but then you read another love story of them, like, them falling in love again. Like, two love stories about them. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed, obsessed, loved it so much. So glad that she did this book and that we are able to read about what really happened um, during those months or years, like honestly years. And then it was only like four months, but they still remember everything. Seriously blows my mind. Uh, absolutely I just loved it, like ten out of ten. Just would recommend this whole series to everyone. One of my favorite series, honestly. Um, but yeah, so let me know what you think, and let me know if you have read this series and if you have picked up this book yet. And a lot of books are coming out in the next week or so, like couple weeks actually. Like, um, so there is the Blood and Ash series, which we talked about those on the on the podcast. But there's that first book that came out with Nyctos. He's like the the father of all gods or whatever. So that book came out uh, last year, but I haven't wanted to do an episode on it because I knew the second book was going to come out and it just did. So next week's episode is going to be on that first book. And then the week after that episode is going to be on the second book. So I'm really, really excited to read that and talk about it. And you can reference um, the Blood and Ash series, like those episodes. I can't remember what they are. I should have looked it up. Um, but go and read those because that information is going to kind of be pertinent to um, these new books and learning about Nyctos and and the different history of the gods. And just, I'm just so excited. Like I love it so much. Um, but I'm definitely grateful for you guys to De- definitely follow me on Instagram. It's find me in a book podcast. There is a period between each word. Um, but again, I'm just so glad that you're here and listening and I will talk to you later.